You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Yours. This is episode 443. I had to look. I'm your host, Tricky Mick, alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. He's Alex. You had to look? Clearly, someone doesn't eat, breathe, and sleep trophy whores. Uh, no, it's just, uh, well, I got a lot of uh, hectic here. Uh, also, he brings you awesome. It's I Yield to No One. I don't have anything witty this week. He's saving it for the show, folks. He's saving it for the show. And we have a guest. He is the professional trophy horse troll. It's Mr. Levi. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fabulous. I'm I'm not a big trophy guy, but I'm a huge fan, and it's an honor to be here. So thanks for having me on, guys. Big fan of right, the so co- Alien Isolation Sega fan club, Levi Thomas. Man, that game is just out of this world. Have you played it? We had this, we, so we tried to record last night with Daryl and it just didn't work out, but Levi gave just like this kind of little diatribe about how much he enjoyed Alien Isolation because that wasn't going to hit the air. I was going to give him an opportunity just to kind of uh, spitball here a little bit and tell us how much he loved the game because oh. it's, it's a game that probably a lot of people are interested in. Oh, and, and uh, it, it, we can't say loved as past tense because I'm actually not finished. I've, I'm deliberately milking this game. I do not want it to be over. I'm enjoying it that much. But as most people know, I'm a big Sega fan. I've been a Sega fan since, uh, you know, Sega Genesis. As we talked about the Sega Nomad last night, I had my Sega Nomad and loved it. Uh, I went to the, to the Sega Saturn. And then the Sega Dreamcast, which just blew my mind. The Dreamcast, to this day, is my favorite console ever. Um, it's a shame they didn't have copyright protection on the discs. They made a few other mistakes, and Sega darn near went over, went under, to my understanding. Now, they still make some software, and they still make some games. So I don't know if they're technically a developer, but they have developers on their staff. And uh, anything they turn out, I give it a try. And about... I guess about three months ago, I, I tried a couple of stealth games. And stealth, it just kind of became my thing. You know, Plague Tale Innocence, stuff like that. I just, it was just, it was my thing. So I'm a huge fan of Alien. Um, it's survival horror. And I was like, well, hell, this is a no-brainer. I've got to try this game. I dove into it. It is a beautiful alien story if if you're a diehard alien fan if you like stealth if you like survival horror it's not an option you have to play this game and you have to play it with a headset if if this is something you're trying to play across the room with the kids running around while you're trying to record you are going to get smoked by the alien uh you you know you put on that headset the immersion jumps to another level um, you can you can tell where the alien is. You can evade him a little better. But this game, the pacing is amazing. It it runs smooth, especially on PC. Uh, just an average PC can run this thing at 120 frames or more. 
Um, it's it, you know ga- gameplay is is on another level, graphics is on another level, but where it stands out is just the stealth. Um, it's 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 stealth on another level of what I've ever played. You really have to think through what you're doing, and uh, the story the story is it's just absolutely gripping. They could probably turn this story into a film. You are Ripley, but you are not Ellen Ripley. You are her daughter. Uh, not to spoil anything because this is at the very beginning, so I'll get it out there. Um, it's the company. The company has approached Ellen Ripley's daughter. Ripley Jr. we'll call her and they've said hey you know we know why you're working in this sector this is the same sector where your mother was lost at 17 years ago so why don't you come with the company help us check out what's happened over here at this space station and maybe it'll give us some clues to where your mother is also so Ripley she's gung-ho she's on board she's gonna go help and this is just her story of going through this space station and and crossing this sector of the galaxy to try to find her mother and the story is just one you will automatically fall in love with and i would love to see that story become a film one day but uh for anybody that hasn't played it uh get out get out there and play alien isolation it is up there it's probably my game of the year my game of the year that was released in 2020 right now of course is half-life alex but as far as what I've personally played, this uh, this is an equal to Half-Life Alex. I think it was released in 2016. But it is top tier 9.5 out of 10 plus game for me. So uh, didn't mean to carry on so long, but get out there and try this game out, guys. Uh, all right, so a little housekeeping uh, before the show. Obviously, uh, Alex has alluded to it already. We had They tried to record last night without me with, with Daryl and... Uh, Levi, Donnie was also supposed to be on the show, but he backed out. Uh, so, I am currently recording from work in my mobile studio. Uh, so, you will be hearing a train going over my head. I'm going to do my best to edit that out of the show. Leave it uh, in. It's real life, but, baby. And obviously, I'm not on my normal mic, so I'm probably going to sound a little different. All right. So, let's get into the... Uh, you know, I closed out the dock on my phone. I'm also doing this from my phone. Uh, updated trophy count. I am level 56. Total trophies of 13,186 with 243 Platinums. Alex, what are you looking at, sir? Well, I'm sorry. I messaged Levi, so I was looking at our conversation um, just to see what's up with him since we lost him. Uh, do you mind reading him off my trophies for me? You are level 31. Total trophies of 6,991 with 104 Platinums. Yield? Okay. Level 30. Trophy count of 6. Six, 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 one, and a plat. Yeah, I'm so glad you have the one in there. Yield and a plat count of 110. I got a new one. Oh, what'd you get? Far Cry Three Classic Edition. Now, what's the difference between the normal edition and the classic edition? I have no idea, but the classic edition was three bucks on a sale last week or two weeks ago, and I bought it. Probably, right. I, I'm going to guess that it doesn't have oh. co-op or multiplayer. All right. Sid is level 41, total trophies of 9,844 with 171 plats. And Levi, what are you looking at, sir? Now, I don't want you guys to get jealous, but I, I am actually at a level 9. I've got 608 
bronze trophies and damn near a platinum. I've almost got a platinum. I need one more trophy on Terminator Resistance and I will have my first platinum. Wait, wait, you said you had 608 bronze? You mean 608 total trophies? I guess 608 total. A few of those, uh, yeah, you're right, good point. A few of those are silver. The, Hell, maybe a gold. And There has to be a couple gold in there too. Well, hold on, hold so on, Levi. Is there, uh, what, what are you playing I isolation on? Is that like on uh, PC or Xbox? Yeah, that's that's on the new PC I built. Oh, I was gonna see if we can get you to platinum that. You know, it's it, I'm I'm up for it. I'm enjoying the game that much. I might do it. You might get it on the PS4 as well. I haven't played it on PS4. Well, you know what? So if you, if you, you were to get, get the the equivalent on Xbox, what's that? The the S rank or whatever it is. Oh, uh, it's a I, thousand I don't know. gamer score. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so let's get into what we're playing. Alex, what have you been playing, sir? Well, I, as always, I'm I'm grinding my way to the bleeding knuckles trophy in in Streets of Rage Four. So a little bit of that here and there, maybe one round a day, and uh, go Shishima. And, uh, yeah, I'm, that's a game where, I, I've said it before, like, there's a lot to do in it, and I look at the map, and I'm just picking up all these quests from all these people all around the world, and it's a game that I'll sit there and play for an hour, and then I'll stop, because I realize no matter how much I try to barrel through this, it's going to take me a long time anyway, so I'm, I'm pacing myself through the game. Uh, I still really, really like the game a lot, the, uh, just how beautiful the world is. That, to me, is, I mean, the combat's really fun. And, you know, it's, it's a stealth game that's not super hard to get into. Not quite, like, Sly Cooper easy, but Sucker Punch, like, they do swell stealth for kind of the, the, the beginners and the intermediates. But the, the combat's fun, the world traversal is fun, there's a whole lot to explore. And to me, like, the game and how it looks is probably my favorite thing about the game. Just the setting and just the visual style, I guess, you know, just realistic would be the visual style. But it, like I said before, it feels like you're playing in a painting a lot of times. It's just a huge world, and there's so much to do and so much to find that it's it's one of those few games, the few Platinums that I will go after, but I'm not going to just rip through the game kind of like I did Last of Us style. So I'm, I'm, I would still recommend, the, I mean, Yield, I can't recommend it to him because he's already bought it, but I would definitely recommend, recommend if you like a third-person action game with a lot of exploration with... You know, samurais and sword combat, um, bows and arrows, and then just a beautiful world to explore. I, I'd say that Ghost of Tsushima is a game that you should definitely check out. Yeah, I would have to hard disagree with really? that. Really? Did you play a demo or anything? No, I, I bought the game on your recommendation. I started playing it. I You know, to be fair, I'm, I'm not going to totally disagree with you, but what I'm going to say is I really, really dislike the the wind uh, mechanic to, to get to your next de destination because I'm constantly going past my destination. I'm constantly getting lost. I, I Maybe it's just I haven't gotten used to it yet, but I'm I, I really hating that wind mechanic. It's really easy to use. I, I'm guilty of, like, falling back on the map, so I'll press the options button and it'll pull up a map of the world. So, I mean, you can set waypoints to your objectives to where the wind will directly, like, send you to the objective. I mean, getting around the world at times, like, sometimes, you know, there's a mountain or a hill or something in the way that you can't climb and you have to go around it, so that can complicate things a little bit, 
But if anything, I'm guilty of relying too much on the map and not relying enough on the wind. But the wind is so seamless and as a UI thing, like completely eliminating any kind of interface and just having the wind, which is natural. Which, by the way, if anyone um, has noticed in the early part of the game, my um, suggestion that the wind, part of the ghost, is also the wind... Because, well, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's, it's really early game. It's not a spoiler. But the wind also does have to do with something with ghosts. So, like, actual, like, spirits. So, um, yeah. Uh, I just want to point out that I was right about that. Brag yeah. a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, like, Tricky, I don't know. Like, the wind, to me, it's always very clear where you go if you follow the wind. So, well, I mean, you and I are different. So, maybe, I, I, like, I you're having biggest... different challenges than I am, which is, which is fine. If, if you're having trouble with it, then, you know, that's... Uh, from your point of view, and, and I don't want to, I can't invalidate that. I'm just saying that for me, uh, the wind is an easy, very natural mechanic that I think is a beautiful way to show people, you know, rather than a giant arrow at the top of the screen, just kind of, hey, go this way. Well, I, I think my biggest problem with it uh, overall is just the way you have to activate it, which is uh, you have to slide your finger on the touchpad up to activate the wind. And I, I, I like, and the fact that the the touchpad should be the map button, and and that's the pause menu, and the options button should be you know the pause menu, but that's the map. It's well, let just, me make a point here because I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not digging. Well, it right I mean, now. here's here's the thing. Let me make a point. The touchpad to bring up the map was something in The Last of Us. You had to hold it to bring up the map, especially when you were in the open world part of Seattle. But you also use the touchpad to open up your like your journal and your collectibles and your. Um, uh, like uh, the crafting element of it, which to me was super annoying to have that. Like, yes, one is press, the other one's hold for the commands, but it was really annoying to have those two things mapped to the same button or to the same thing. So I actually appreciate, and you don't have to do anything. Like, the only thing you have to do to get the wind to show you where to go is set an objective, like set a waypoint for, towards an objective, and you can, um, like, the wind just automatically goes. I've never had to set the like actually like do anything to set the wind. Yeah, maybe I just haven't noticed that, Alex. But I, it just seemed like I'm having to constantly flick up on the touchpad to get the wind. But maybe I just didn't notice the wind was still going. I mean, there are some things like I collected a map the other day to toward an objective, and like you do use the touchpad to it'll like go to a, a small version in the corner of the screen to kind of keep out of your way, and then if you need to see a larger version, you can swipe to the left to bring it towards the center screen and make it bigger. So there are map elements that you can use the touchscreen for, the touchpad for, not necessarily the big open map, but yeah, the wind, you set a waypoint and the wind will direct you. Um, and another thing about the game is when you do certain objectives, like if you clear a town of Mongols or you um, get like pray at an Inari shrine, which is where you're led by the foxes in the game, you can also pet foxes, which is a definite big win for all of us. Who doesn't want to pet some foxes? But when you do small objectives like that or you go into towns, you can then go on the map instead of and like fast travel to those places that you've been just by pressing triangle in the map screen, which is really nice. It's it's and given how big the world is, the ability to fast travel anywhere you've been or almost anywhere you've been is blessing. All right, yield. Yes. Uh, what have you been playing, sir? So I've been playing uh, World of Warship Legends. Finished off the Wichita campaign. Uh, ticket to ride. And Far Cry 3 Classic Edition. That's what I finished off and got my platinum in. Now, Yield, I gotta right, ask. Levi? Now that you've yeah. finished Far Cry 3... Yes. Do you dive in to Sucker Punch's new classic? 
Yes, that's the next game on the agenda. I will say the I want to know how you feel about the opening 10 minutes, like especially one particular scene just at the, at the beginning of the game because right. it was for me it was very spectacular. Um, all I'll say is charge. You'll know what I mean when I, when when you see it, but I, I want to know certainly right. once you get to that point uh, how you feel about like the opening 10 minutes of the game. Okay. Like said, it throws you into the fire as opposed to like The Last of Us which is just very like kind of leads you in very gently. Gotcha. All right, Levi, what have you been playing, sir? Well, uh, aside from Alien Isolation, as as most of you probably know, you may not know, but I actually built a gaming rig. Uh, I didn't build it. My friend T-Bird from The Loot built it. And I bought an Oculus for no reason other than to play Half-Life Alex. I gritted my teeth and was resentful at valve for six months and then finally caved and said hey let's let's do this thing so i threw on that oculus and i was about to puke within 30 seconds it was not my thing i so much regret and resent going through my mind at that point then i realized that you could set your person to teleport instead of moving through the game there was a teleport option and took me a minute to get the hang of it, but it removed my sickness. Uh, no more getting nauseous, sick to the stomach, none of that. And then I got to hang the hang of the controls. You know how to how to move, how to how to do everything in the game. And by about chapter three, out eleven chapters, by about the beginning of chapter three, I was in love, and that love only grew. Um, it is a top-notch game. It's you know, Half-Life, as as most know, is my favorite series of all time. And it was it it met my expectations. Do I like it better than Half Life Two? No. Do I like it better than Half Life One? No. But it is up there. You like in, it better than Half Life Three? Well, we'll see. And that's the mm-hmm. thing. At the at the end of the game, they leave it open for a sequel in which you are again Gordon Freeman. So. Yeah, did they leave two open for a sequel that never came to? Uh, technically, yes, they did. But hey, this was it. You know, I mean, this this could technically be that sequel, and uh, this that this completed the franchise for me. So I've played all of the DLC, all of the fan games, all of, watched all the little movies in Steam, uh, all the episodes. So that franchise is dead for me. Um, I've finally finished it. But get out there if. if if you've got the PC and you've got the Oculus, get out there and buy it. If you don't, unless you're just some diehard Half-Life lunatic like I am, I can't recommend forking out $3,000 to play one video game. Uh, but if you've got the rig, it's a must-play. Most people say it's the greatest VR game ever made. I don't know. It's the only one I've ever played. I was impressed. But Half-Life Alex, I've also... Um, well, hold on, before I'm you going, move on, Levi, I was going to ask you, and, yeah. and you kind of touched on this, mm-hmm. but much in the way that, you know, for the longest time, Ghostbusters the video game was, like, kind of written as Ghostbusters 3, since we didn't get a movie for such a long, long time in the series, or a follow-up to 2, like, we know that people have been crying for, and crying, like, it, it, it's, it's kind of negative in, in, in tone, and I don't want to say that, because I understand why people want the game, so people have been asking and, and really wanting Half-Life 3, it's like is this a nice no, substitute for that? No, they've been bitching and moaning, Alex. Uh, 
Alex, they've been bitching and moaning. Don't even, don't even sugarcoat it. They've been. Bitching oh and moaning my god! If you didn't get the Last of Us Part Two and you had to wait for years and years, like decade, a decade, God knows how much belly aching. I had to doing. wait. I already had to wait six, seven years for it. But they've been waiting uh, longer for Half Life Three. Levi, how long have you been Alex, waiting for Half Life Three? To, to answer your your first question, and this is <laughs> this is me personally. I do not feel it is a substitute for Half-Life 3. It it does not satisfy me in that way. Now, what I believe it is, I think it was Valve. You know, they, they have their Valve Index. You know, their big VR, which is about $1,000. And they're trying to push that. And, you know, Half-Life is one of the greatest uh, PC series is of all time. Some say the greatest of all time, and I believe it was a way for them to knock out two birds with one stone to to throw us die-hard Half-Life nuts, to throw us a bone, to to satiate our desires for another Half-Life game, while at the same time pushing their VR, getting that out there. Um, it, they did it. Uh, they did it well. Uh, they they hooked me. Um, I, it was wonderful. I'm glad they released this game, but to me. I, I would hope that Half-Life 3 is, is not is not VR, that it's not a game where only, you know, 10% of the gaming community can play it. I mean, let's face it, how many people have a, have a gaming rig with a 2070 Super or higher and an Oculus? I mean, what, 10% of gamers, maybe, maybe 15%? I, I think, you know, I, I would like to think that Half-Life 3 maybe will have a VR option, but will be available to the masses. I would hope that would be the case. I would also hope that Gordon Freeman is the main character, and I, I would hope that it would follow up with the main storyline. No, it, it didn't do it for me quite like Half-Life 3, but um, it, it was an amazing game, and I really enjoyed it. Right, I'm not gonna troll you anymore. Levi. Yeah, you called Levi the the trophy horse troll or the trophy troll, and then you just trolled him the entire time about Half Life. Hey, that's just payback for all the shit he puts me through. I have gave Tricky an infinite amount of hell, so any any trolling or or ball busting he wants to do, I've earned it many times over. So Tricky, you keep him coming, brother. Okay, let's not act like Tricky's completely innocent in all this because yes, Tricky does take a lot of crap, but he oh, also no, no, dishes but... out a lot of crap. Tricky, but Tricky Not is like Levi. he's the king of dying on the hill. I mean, if he's if he writes a novel, it will be titled "A Thousand Ways to Die on the Hill." So he, yeah, he's not innocent <laughs> in all this. He kind of deserves every damn thing he gets. No, no, I'm I'm innocent when it comes to you because I've never trolled you. I've never been mean to you. I've never been an asshole to you until this recording. Well, you need to be. Well, don't don't let I just mean, because just kinda, I'm a fan and I'm a listener and I, one of your Patreon guys hold you back. You give me hell. Well, it's just not in my that's not in my soul. Like that's not who I am. <laughs> but uh, let's see what else do uh, I got here? Uh, Witcher series, as as most know, I've uh, started in the well. I say most the listeners don't know what I'm playing. People on the Facebook pages. Uh, the Witcher series, and I didn't do it backwards or start with three. You know, generally speaking, I will play the first game, second game, third game, play them in order. And so I, I started with Witcher 1. I just finished it about two weeks ago. 
I loved it and people say that it's an amazing example of a video game series that goes from good to great to amazing. Um, some people have trouble going backwards especially with older graphics or older controls. I'm a die-hard retro guy so I don't have that problem. Sometimes I will go backwards but I really felt Witcher was one of those games that you should play in order. Um, glad I'm going in order. I don't think the story would make sense if you didn't go in order. But uh, there's a lot of people out there that have played the third one, which I haven't yet. They've played the third one. They've ignored the first two. They have no intention of playing the first two. And I, I strongly advise against that, guys. If you played three and you enjoyed it, I mean, I see no reason why you couldn't acclimate to one and two and really enjoy these games as well. But I'm going to start two soon. Um, let's see. What else do I got here? Well, Levi, hold Let me oh, cut you off. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason... I think the reason people started on 3 is because, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe 1 and 2 were not available on consoles. They were PC only. They, so that's it, correct. It, it, they were. Right, so anybody that's really starting on the Witcher, system, uh, Witcher series on console, they had to start on 3 because 1 and 2 were not available. Well, I mean, the, the thing about it is 1 and 2, you don't need some big gaming rig to play that. Um, you could play Witcher 1 on uh, one of those basic $300 HP laptops that may or may not even have an integrated graphics card. It, it requires hardly any graphics. Because um, I, I remember playing it on like an 8-year-old PC I had just to sign in and just sign in to see if it would play it, and it, and it did. So, you know, you, your computer you use for your TurboTax, you know, sign in and play that game. There's, there's no excuse these days. And it might it might be out for for console now. I'm not certain, but um, any type of computer will play that game. All right. But and all right. I have it. Let me let me hit I one last series here, uh, Tricky. Oh oh, I'm oh, sorry. Um, Go ahead. Floor's yours. But to, because it's it's grown to be so, uh, so so influential to me, such a such an amazing series, is the Resident Evil series and. Um, you know, I started at four. Everyone says four is the greatest, and, and it probably is. I mean, it's an amazing game. I started at four. I did four, five, seven, six, and then the, the remakes, and then I went back and hit three, and then I've got to go two and one. So I'll finish two probably tomorrow. But that, that's the game that I, I've been playing right now is the original two for PS1. And this game, in my opinion crushes the remake that was released last year obliterates it this this is an amazing game oh yes it was made in 1998 it's got the tank controls it's gonna get on your nerves but that is just nostalgia on another level it is just fun the story is amazing uh get out there and play too if you haven't played you know if you've played the new resident evils but not the old ones uh, you, you've got to get out there and try those games. But, uh, yeah, get out there and play Resident Evil 2, guys. I mean, you know what? If, if Resident Evil 5 can be my first Resident Evil game and I can make do with the tank controls, I feel like most people can. You know, I don't even consider Resident Evil 5 to be tank controls. That is just a flat-out fun game. They kind of got away from the horror side of things. It was just like action. But it was it was a fun game to play. Daryl and I just started a co-op campaign on that one. Actually, it'll be oh, my second playthrough. That, that name's not allowed on the show. You're not allowed to say that the D word on the show. Okay, I even will, though I you invited refrain. him on the podcast last night. 
you notice I wasn't there. Excuses, excuses. But uh, oh, yield's still here. Yield's still here. <laughs> but we, we uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing Levi's through five again. But I... you know, our listeners haven't had a chance to hear Levi talk before, so it's a good way to get to know Levi and what kind of games Levi likes. Absolutely, and that's the no. that's the thing. It's it's not that I like certain types of games, and this. And I'm I'm a guy that will really play about anything. I, I'm open to trying it all, and uh, but that's that's the series that I've really I've really fell in love with in the past year or two, and uh, I hope to finish the mainline games, which I think it's about ten games this year, and then I hope to I guess it's probably ten knockoff games I hope to finish next year, so I want to truly complete this franchise, and I'm loving every minute of it. One game that I didn't care for was six, and one game that I absolutely did not like was the Revelations games. Six I played through, I think I have the Platinum. Revelations I got 100% and the Platinum in. I liked Revelations a lot better. The only thing about Re- uh, Resident Evil 6 that I really liked was the fight with the uh, the Phantom Anaconda, the Fantaconda. Everything else, though, was completely forgettable. Well, have you played 7? I have not. Um, 7 is probably my favorite of the series. It's completely different. They took a completely new approach. It is a first-person game. Um, heavy story, heavy story based. Um, you are just this random guy out looking for his wife at this old farmhouse, and it's you just you get hooked and you fall in love with that game. It's it's probably my favorite of of the series. I would recommend that game for anyone that loves the survival horror or or first person games. That one for sure. Well, I know that after Resident Evil Six. And Revelations, I mean, it seems like the Revelations got, you know, okay, um, like, feedback, but it seems like Resident Evil 7 kind of really brought people back, and using the Biohazard name, too, which was the, the name of the game originally in Japan, it's it seems like they were going back to the horror element, horror element and less away from, like, the co-op-y action thing. And going first person in the House of Psychopaths, especially in VR, is a good way to do that. Oh yeah, and and for others that are new to the series and like to do the modern stuff first, the one that released this year, uh, three, uh, the three remake, that was beautiful. Try that one too, guys. It was short, easy play. Uh, get out there and try it. Uh, the only thing that really turned me off about the um, Resident Evil Four, because I've seen videos like the bosses all look really cool, and I, you know we all all seen the videos in the villages and all the the villagers coming to attack you, but the Ashley escort missions, like. How invasive are those in the plane experience? Because I hate escort missions, and like that's one aspect of that game, or that I've been told or read about that game that is kind of a downer. It didn't bother me too bad. I mean, there were you know times where, oh, don't forget me, and you'd have to run back and help her down somewhere, and it kind of got on your nerves a little bit. But uh, you know, you, you had to keep her alive, and that that brought another element, a completely new element to the game. That not only do I have to watch out for myself, but I've got to look out for Ashley too. So I, I enjoyed it. All right, fair enough. No, I mean like, I since I enjoyed five so much, and you know, not so much six, but I, I think that like Dead Space is is one of my favorite games, and I do like survival horror, so. Stuff like Alien Isolation and Resident Evil. Like, if I were to go back and, and play the old games or, you know, the updated versions of the old games, I'm sure that I would really like them. Oh, yeah. Now, Dead Space, that's another one. Man, do I love that game. 
Uh, I even enjoyed the second one. The third one's hit or miss, but that first Dead Space, uh, it, you know, if you're a horror fan, that's a that's an absolute must play. Another absolute must play, especially if you like stealth, is Outlast, the, the first Outlast. Man, that's a masterpiece. Yeah, that reminds me of the the movie they did. Uh, well, there's a Spanish movie first, REC, uh, Rick, that they did in uh, where all the people got trapped in the apartment building, and one by one they all got kind of turned. And like Quarantine was the movie that they brought here for it. Like when I see Outlast right here of Outlast, like just being in this dark building with this like over like overtaking force, like that's kind of what it reminds me of. But I, I mean, I've never played Outlast, but I mean, I hear good things. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Get out there and try it. You can buy it on a Steam sale for like a dollar, dollar fifty. All right, I don't want to cut you guys off, but uh, we're thirty-five minutes into the show. I still haven't even talked about what I'm playing yet. Well, no, no one cares. No one cares. Run, run, run away with it, brother. Sticky. You got it. All right, so let's get into what I've been playing since you boys. It doesn't to talk about matter what you've games. been playing. Uh-huh. I want to hear uh huh. I've been, been playing tricky. Lay it out here for us. I have obviously been playing Division 2. I'm working my way through New Game Plus with The Last of Us 2. I'm currently at work doing that. I had to pause to record the show. And as I alluded to earlier with Alex, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'm not too far into it at the current moment in time. Um, I, I really don't want to lay out an opinion and say it's a good game, bad game. I'm having a problem with the combat. Um, I'm having a problem with the wind. Um, but other than that, like, I can't say it, I, there's anything else I really dislike about the game. Uh, and I'm, from everybody that I talk to outside of Alex, everybody tells me it's, it doesn't really, the game's really dull and boring until it really opens up. Like, after you do the first set of missions. Well, to so be I'm fair, I'm at the point the where it opens up, so, I would say that, oh, I, I'm just... But, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but from what I'm hearing, it's the the first four missions that lead into the early problem. That's where I'm at right now. I'm I'm on the fourth of those missions. Okay. Well, I mean, the thing you mentioned the combat, and I can understand like how you might be having issues with the combat because some of the battles they get really intense. And one thing that the game does is, unless you're in a mission. If you're in a mission and you lose in a co in a battle, then it'll reload the mission and you can try again. If you're out and about and you see a group of Mongols and you lose the battle, they just disappear and you don't get to redo it again. So you don't get to get any honor or you don't get to work towards technical points, which you can use to upgrade your um, skills. So that is one thing about the game is combat. Like people, last episode we talked about how people compared to Bloodborne. I, I still don't think it's as hard as Bloodborne, but. Because they throw big groups at you, and every like there are different enemies in every group. So there's archers, there's people with swords, there are people with swords and shields, there are people with staffs and spears, there are people like giant enemies with shields and like club maces and stuff like that. So not only are you fending off like a lot of enemies, but you're also having to deal with each enemy in a different way. So each fight is kind of like a puzzle in how you de you deal with each enemy. And you got to figure out which ones to take out first. Which ones are your priorities? The smaller ones that'll be like little gnats and annoying you, or do you go after the big guy, or like the Mongol leader, which is going to be the the most difficult one to hit, take on one on one. So I mean, combat can be difficult. You just kind of have to be more tactical about it. Like I said, you can hack and slash some enemies and through some fights, but in some of them, you just can't do that. Yeah, I'm finding that 
and maybe this is a first world problem. I'm finding that their blocking skills are just a little OP. Like, they, they block basically anything. Well, I mean, you can usually get, like, if you, uh, parrying is a big thing, like, you can completely break their defenses if you parry. There's also different stances in the game, like water stance, which you'll gain, uh, shortly in the game, and that's, a, like, a sword stance that's really good at breaking shields. Um, so there's gonna be, like, I, I'm coming up on wind stance, too, so there's different stances in the game that serve different purposes and will help you in different ways in combat. But, I mean, parrying's gonna be a huge thing, just using the dodge, the, the direction, and the circle button. Like, learning just your way around fighting is probably the most difficult part of the game so far. But once you get it, it becomes easier. That Like, fights aren't gonna be a cakewalk, but you get more ingratiated to it, and it becomes easier. You just gotta figure out how to um, kind of prioritize enemies and how to just go now, about Alex. Not to cut you off, but I, I do have a question. You would not consider this game to be a hack and slash beat 'em up style game, correct? It's no, still no, no, an there's... open world adventure game, right? Yeah, it's a it's an open world adventure game, uh, adve action adventure game with like a, a heavy exploration element to it. But the combat, like I mean, it's sword combat, and you can do some like like I was going to tell Tricky when you break an enemy's shield, he was talking about how they block a lot. You can generally get off a three hit combo with your sword just by breaking the enemy's shield. Now, they may recover well, and block again. How's the story? Is it is it a story-heavy game, too? or? Yeah, I mean, like, the big story is that in the beginning, you start off and the Mongols are attacking. They are invading the small island on their way to mainland Japan. And you're kind of like, you're a samurai, and you and your uncle are, are leading a small force against uh, the invading Mongols. And the story just kind of goes from there, but it's all about the Mongols trying to push through this island and take over this island... Because basically, once you start the game, the Mongols are basically in control of most of the island, if not all of it. And it's basically you taking it back from the Mongols. And it's, it's basically you're the stand against, or what, you're what's standing in their way from going to mainland Japan. Japan. Well, the more I hear about this game, the more I believe I will enjoy it. So it, it is probably one I'll pick up in the next couple of months. Yeah, like, Tricky, I'd say stick with it, because, I mean, if you love, it's like I said, it's a big, beautiful, open world. There's a lot to do, so it'll keep you occupied for a long time. You can do it in small bits and still feel satisfied. The combat is satisfying. It will take some time to get used to if you're used to just going in there. I mean, Tricky, if you can learn God of War combat, which is was originally a hack-and-slash game on the PS2 that is now much more tactical, if you can learn that... You can learn this too, because God of War's combat definitely changed once it came to the PS4. Well, the point that I was trying to make before you went off on your little tirade there was, I, I what I'm finding frustrating for the combat is, you can use a heavy attack to break their shield, or break that break down their guard. But I'm finding that while I'm in the process of trying to break down a shield, I'll either get attacked by another enemy, which Okay, first world problems. I'll get hit with an arrow. Again, first world problem. Or, miraculously, even though I'm swinging a big samurai sword at him right now, they're still able to block it and hit me back all within like a split second. Well, tricky. They, I mean, let me tackle those in kind of all in pieces. Um, for they, yes, they can block your samurai sword because they also have swords. If you are finding the archers to be a problem. You can literally hack the archers in two or three hits and kill them. Go take out the archers first. You can run. Use the L analog stick to run towards the archers and take out the archers. Well, no, no, I'm saying, 
I know, no, I'm doing that. But what I'm saying is, it just what what's more frustrating to me is not even that they're blocking with their own samurai swords. It's like the guys that have the shields. Like I'm I'm breaking down their shield, and like I hit them, and then like a split second, they're hitting me back. Like they're automatically. You know like, what it really like sounds the, like to me, guys. It sounds like Tricky Mick needs to get some of that new body wash out. Uh, what what's it called? Get good scrub. I uh, think you just fuck you. Okay. I think so, you need. Fuck to. you. So tricky. Here's the thing. <laughs> like the one thing this game does a really good job is like you see in the movies. Like there's a big brawl and the good guy is up against insurmountable odds or so it would seem. And then everyone attacks the good guy all at once or like not all at once but one by one. They basically feed him or her one by one and get their asses kicked. Well, in this game, they don't feed you one by one. A lot of times, you'll have an enemy attack you, you'll be attacking back, and then another enemy with a spear or something will come behind you, and you have to dodge. So, they don't feed you one by one. You get attacked, and, like, you'll be attacked by two at a time. If you need to do that, if you need to get away from them, roll away, because you can roll a good distance by hitting circle twice, and... You can run. You can kind of retreat. I mean, the, one of the things about this game is if you retreat too far from battle, then the enemies will turn around and run back to kind of like this invisible arena where they originally were. So if you go too far out of the battle zone, they'll retreat back to where they originally were. But, I mean, you, you can get away from them. You just got to pick your spots. You can't just go in and attack a guy and then just go attack another guy. Sometimes you got to pick your spots and you will have to retreat or dodge or get out of the way. Because, like I said, they're not going to feed you one by one. Sometimes you'll get two coming at you at once. Okay, let's let's retreat from this conversation and get into our topics here. Our first topic, as is customary on the first show of the month, is our PlayStation Plus games. They have been announced for August 2020, and we are going to be getting Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered and Fall, Out, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Now, obviously, Call of Duty speaks for itself. Uh... So you're gonna and you're gonna be able to get that on Tuesday, July 28th. So it's gonna be the day before you guys are here in this show. And Full Guys Ultimate Knockout, which I didn't know about until I watched a Twitch streamer doing this. This is a fun party game. Uh, so if you guys are interested, maybe we could do like a, a community game night where we all get together and play Fall Guys. I think it'd be really fun. Do that uh, live stream it and have that on Twitch. You guys ain't know anything about Fall Guys. Never heard no, of it, but I'm never open to trying it. it. Yeah, we, we like to party, although it can't be on Thursday nights because we're uh, we're with Yield and I are uh, I'm teaming up with the brothers brothers Huddleston on Thursday nights for some Rocket League. Yeah, uh, and we're gonna get into Rocket League early uh, later in the show. I hope you guys are prepared for all that. Uh, I am. Me, it, it seems like good things are coming. More good things are coming to Rocket League. Tricky, this is the second straight month we've gotten a Call of Duty game, haven't we? Or two out of three? Yes. Uh, did we get Call of Duty? Yes. World War II. I think we got Call of Duty like I think we got Call of Duty like a year ago, didn't we? No. Nope. World War Two, two months ago. Really? Yep. Okay. Sony's trying to strengthen that relationship with Activision. And I say I don't I don't care for the game, so it's it's doing me no justice. But I know there are a lot of huge fans out there, so hey, do you think? Killed my fucking segue, Levi. Levi, don't feel bad. I'm sure it wasn't good anyway. Hey. It was a damn good segue. Hey, well, you it was just a segue. You just Sorry, delete mine out and you roll with your segue. I, I was watching the Fall Guys trailer. And what do you think, Yield? 
the Trust me, play it. You'll you'll I think you'll feel different. Maybe. All right. Uh They all can't be Alex winners. Decided, Alex decided to troll me with this information. PlayStation 5 pre-orders are appearing to be limited to one per household. I mean, it should be that way, on so re- other pe- so people can't just stock up on them and then sell them on eBay. Tricky. Yeah, tricky Mick can't have one in his foyer, one in his bathroom, oh, one on his trampoline. Hold on a second. I don't sell them on eBay. One at work. I keep them. Nobody ever said you did. We're talking about you having mm. one in every crevice of your house. Absolutely. That's what's needed. All hey, right, have they so gave a price just, yet? No, they haven't. And they haven't even released uh, given us the release date yet. To be well, to be fair, did they uh, at the last Xbox Microsoft show, the Xbox show, did they announce the price of the Series X? No, they did not, nor release date. But they gave some technical details, which, if you do the math, um, for for example, uh, the the PC that I just built, uh, you know, twenty seventy super that that graphics card alone is is five hundred dollars. If you do the math on what they said that these games would run, uh, one in particular, it was running at 60 frames with ray tracing on 4K. My 2070 Super cannot do that. It hits like 56, 57. But this thing, and uh, Tanner confirmed it, it's actually slightly more powerful than a 2070 Super. So this thing is going to run with a $2,000, $2,200 gaming rig. So it is going to be an extremely powerful machine if it can do what they said it could do during that showcase. Yeah, but it doesn't matter when you see the graphics of Halo Infinite and how shitty it looked. Well, you know, but my, my, my point being is people are hoping this uh-huh. thing's going to be 400 450 $500. If it's that powerful, I just couldn't imagine it being any less than 600 I, I think they're both going to come out at a price point of $500. I think Microsoft would rather raise the price of Xbox Live than release a console for six $700 because no one can make the mistakes well, Sony did with the PlayStation 3. I think, I think it's going to release both of them at five ninety nine. And And the, the, although this is not confirmed that we're not an Xbox show, there's a rumor going around that uh, Microsoft is thinking about not charging for Xbox Live Gold anymore. But that's just a complete rumor. There's, yeah, there's, that's a complete that's rumor. Speculation. All right. Uh, the next thing we have is there is a rumor for a state of game, state of play in August. Uh, now, uh, some people have posted. Uh, I think Homer posted a tweet uh, from PlayStation Five rumors. Uh, so none of this is confirmed, but apparently uh, there's a big rumor going around that there's going to be a state of play in. August. Well, here, so where is the information the coming God- from? Well, on... Th- okay. The tweet came from PlayStation 5 Rumors, which is actually... Uh, I mean, which, which is obviously not a, you know, uh, a reputable source. That c- anybody could have made that. This article is coming from WCCFTech.com. And it's based on a YouTube video we- from... Uh, I'm trying to get there. Uh, Moore's law, Moore's law is dead. Thank you. 
You need to give people the context from where this came from so they can decide whether how reputable this is. Well, let me get into it. Stop interrupting me, sir. Jeez. Trying to keep you honest. For anybody listeners, listen to the show. Give him a you wallop have to and record podcast with Alex. It's extremely annoying. Uh, because I want you to properly attribute our stories. If you give me a second to talk, I will. All right. So, uh, according to this article, we're going to be seeing the new God of War. According to the tweet that Homer posted, uh, they did not say anything, but people are speculating. And yield. One of the speculations is that we're going to get the new siphon filter. Yes, I did see. Again, I, I, I did see some. Uh, there, there was a thing in, I believe, the uh, a talk in game stuff and Facebook group asking what people wanted. Uh, I saw some people say Sly Cooper. I would also be okay with that. Some people said uh, Soul Reaver, the Legacy of Kang series. Now. I would be interested in that. I did not play them on the original PlayStation, but a buddy of mine did and absolutely loved them. So I would, I mean, me personally, I'm pulling for Siphon Filter, but any of those other two that were kind of heavily mentioned in that Facebook chat, I would be okay with that. Well, here, let me throw out a game for you guys. Um, How long has it been since Uncharted 4 came out? Four or five years, yeah. Four or five years? For years and years now, people have been asking for Jack and Daxter to come back. And in The Last of Us Part 2, there are a lot of references to Jack and Daxter. What if... Not happening. It's Jack and Daxter. Because we've seen Naughty Dog reference. We saw Naughty Dog reference The Last of Us in uh, Uncharted 3. It's not happening. I don't think so, because I would think they're still focused on on The Last of Us 2 to be able to... But but there were two different te- teams at Naughty Dog working on Uncharted and The Last of Us. It wasn't the same team working on both games. Right, but also when uh, Uncharted 3 came out and they were also making The Last of Us, they received a lot of criticism that uh, Uncharted 3 suffered because they split the team. And I think they went back to a one-game... Uh, one uh, team... Making one game at a time. I'm gonna go ahead and say this: that Uncharted did not suffer at all. Like I've enjoyed all those games, so I don't. I don't know who's saying that the game suffered any. Well, they they what they're saying is that Uncharted Three wasn't as good as it could have been okay. because they split the team. Okay, I'm gonna put this out there right now. We all knew Three wasn't going to be as good as Two because Two was freaking phenomenal. It's like. Three was only bad because it had spiders in it. It wasn't bad. It was a good it game. Wasn't it wasn't bad. Game. It just wasn't. It, it just. Two set the bar so high, you knew three wasn't going to get there. You know? It, it, it's like. It, it, it's like. It's like Empire Strikes Back compared to Return of the Jedi. They're both really good, but Empire's better. Uh, Return of the Jedi right, is let better me clear. Than Empire Strikes Back. So, Alex, that's See? terrible. It I'll say what... it loud and proud, Levi. <laughs> it depends on what side of the road you stand on. I Levi will definitely I die on this hill. Is way better, and we will die on our side of the road. I sir. would take Rogue One over Return of the Jedi. Okay. Here's oh no, no, no! no. Don't bring Rogue, Rogue one, one into it. We're talking original trilogy hold only. Hold on, hold on. Real, the Rogue One. The, the big problem with Rogue One is you know exactly what's going to happen to all of those characters because you know what happens at the end of that movie before it even starts. 
So why do I care about any of those characters? Nonetheless, did you do you remember that scene of Vader at the end? I mean, yes, how yes, can yes. you beat that scene? Ewoks, baby. My, Ewoks. My, my only problem. <laughs> my only problem with Rogue One. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually thought that that the way they did that movie was better than what the new trilogy was doing. My problem was when I went home and mauled about it and plugged Rogue One into the timeline. It felt like there were too many holes, and then it, yeah. I, I I still love Rogue One, but when you plug it into the main line, it just it doesn't fit into into uh, right at the start of the of a New Hope. Well, it, you know, right, I, can, can, can I we get back on track here, please? On an extremely heavy level like that to me, it fit okay. But all jokes aside, um, the original trilogy, I put that at the top. But aside from the original trilogy. Rogue One is my favorite out of everything that was made after the original trilogy, and I'd say we could probably all agree on that point. Yes. Yeah. I think I Negative. would go with that. Re- Revenge of the Sith was the best Star Wars movie. Well, Tricky, that's, Tricky's that's just trying to troll you this entire Sith episode, is, Levi. That's a close one. You're right. That is a close one. All right. Let's get back on topic okay. here. What were we uh, talking about again? Th- Oh, siphon filter. <laughs> the August siphon filter. That's August right. Stay to play. That's right. Siphon filter. Mark it down. That would you, almost. You, you, make I'm gonna you, remember I, this when it's Jack and Daxter. That well, if it is, I will be the first one to go. Alex was right. If it's siphon filter, that would almost make me buy a PlayStation Five day one. If you almost. could find one. Yeah, oh, whoa, if, whoa, it's, whoa. if it's Spyro, whoa, whoa, whoa. if it's Spyro, we'll never whoa, get the end of whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, Everybody stop talking. Everybody stop talking. Yield, I asked you this question an episode or two ago. If Siphon Filter comes out day one, would that make you buy a PS5 at launch? And you told me no. Oh, okay. Well, then no. I remember don't, that don't, conversation. Don't, don't. The money, uh, the, the reduced price of the console and games was what was going to pull Yield in. Well, yeah, because Alex was like, if they offered it $100 cheaper digitally, would you buy it over physically? And I'm like, well, probably. All right. Uh, so, let's just... So, Alex, you're saying Jack and Daxter. Yield, you're saying Siphon Filter. Absolutely. Levi, what's your speculation? Uh, you know, I, I couldn't even comment on it. I don't know. Go with Spyro. Why I'm not? Go- I'm going to say... Sly Cooper. So you're going Cooper. Alex got Jack and Dexter. I got Siphon. Hold on a second. Actually, actually, you know what? I'm taking back. Not Sly Cooper. I'm saying SOCOM. No one cares about SOCOM anymore. Mag. They come back with a good game. game Yeah, how how did that work? Listen, I'm... I'm going to say not only are they coming out with a SOCOM game, it's going to be a SOCOM Battle Royale game. Oh, dear God, no. Hard pass. You know, I'm going to I'm going to go off the wall here. I'm going to say a Twisted Metal game. Oh, I was going to call Levi with Twisted Metal. <laughs> nah, I, I think Twisted Metal's done. No, Dave they'll Jeffrey bring that back. No more. I think it's. I think even if it's thirty years from now, you will see something from that series again. It was just gold, and and those of us that love it, I mean, we're we're diehard. So, give me more. All right, we'll, 
Well, how about we give you some for the, uh, give you more for the same price? How about that? Levi, earlier when he complained about you ruining his segue, that's the kind of segues we get. <laughs> that was a good. Se- that was a good segue. No, it's not. <laughs> You're gonna get more for less. Okay. No, more for the same. Oh, more for the, the same. Same price. same price. More for the same price. No, that's they're really not that good. But anyway, All right, so continue. We had a conversation a couple weeks ago on which 2K was raising their next-gen price games up to $70. We now have news coming out from Ubisoft. This is coming from comicbook.com that Ubisoft has good news for future PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X gamers. After a lackluster Ubisoft forward earlier this month, the French games maker has made amends with its announcements that it won't be charging $70 for its next-gen games, at least at first. Rather, it will continue to charge $60. This means that you only need to fork over $60 for games like for the PS5 series like Far Cry 6, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Gods and Monsters, Watch Dogs Legions, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Skull and Bones, Avatar, Beyond Good and Evil 2, and possibly a new Splinter Cell if Ubisoft decides to make one. Well, see, I find that kind of false because if they haven't even made it or announced it yet, then really when you hear the rest of this article... That price in that that price with that game really shouldn't have even been mentioned. But continue. The news came during an Ubisoft financial call, where it confirmed it won't be following in the footsteps of Take Two Interactive by making its PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X games rather seventy dollars. Rather, they will say it's sixty dollars again, and now at for now at least. This comes on the back of the news that Take Two would be charged at seventy dollars for NBA Two K Twenty One on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. At the time, many feared $70 would become the new norm. However, Ubisoft's announcement means that at the very least, this won't be a universal change. Many more developers and publishers may increase the price of the games, but it won't be the new standard at launch, at least. So wait, is Grand Theft Auto V on PS4 going to be $70? Are you going to have to pay $70 for a game you've already paid $60 for before? Probably paid $60 for it twice already for it. Because you remember, it, was, it started on the PS3. Three, yep. Oh, I forgot that. God, that game is just... You know, people like to give Skyrim shit for being on everything, but man, Grand Theft Auto V just won't die. And I don't see why, because I am not impressed with the game. I've tried to get into it two or three times. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess if any company that's like, hey, we're going to start charging you guys $70... People will be like, who do you think you are, Take-Two? And then they're like, we have Grand Theft Auto. And you're like, shit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but does Take-Two actually own Rockstar, or is Rockstar still independent? Well, Take-Two publishes the games. Well, I know that, but that doesn't mean that they own them. All they gotta do is publish them. I think Rockstar is still... I think Rockstar is still independent. Hold on, I'm looking. Y'all can... I would guess they are. That would be a that would be a big price tag to buy Rockstar. Uh, they are Rockstar and Rockstar North are listed as subsidiaries of Take Two Interactive. Ah, okay. Uh, then I stand corrected. All right. Uh, for more Ubisoft nudes. Ubisoft has officially announced their second Ubisoft forward. It's coming in September. 
No date was given other than the month. So what else could they we'll have to show unless it's Rayman the... or Beyond Good and Evil 2? Nah, I don't know. Maybe well, they, hopefully. I mean, because I, by... I mean, you know, I'm not a huge well, Ubisoft fan, but I mean, I thought they did a pretty good job with their first, you know, Ubisoft forward. But I mean, I have seen comments from people that say it was rather disappointing. I think Yield was, was somebody who was saying that. So, I mean, maybe they, they heard the feedback. It's like, oh, no, wait, we have more. Well, I think well, like what I it said, is, go ahead. I was going to say, you, you got to figure by the time this Ubisoft Forward happens in September, we're going to know the price point and release date of the consoles. So, so maybe this is giving us some very direct PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X news. Maybe. I mean, my that would be nice because we're getting into August here. My, my disappointment exactly. with Forward was, although, like I said, although I was happy with what they gave us on the games because you got a lot more detail of what the games were about instead of just kind of a little trailer to either get you excited or not. They showed one new game and talked about all the games that we've already talked about. I mean, yeah, we got more in-depth, but there was some wasted time in that, in my opinion, in that forward that could have been used for something else. So, anyway. Moving on. Well, at least they let you know where you stand with Skull and Bones, Yield. That is true. Although I was, wasn't happy, but I'm, st- I'm still slightly optimistic. Well, again, if you like the, the way that World of Warships has taken, the, the path they've taken, then, you know, stop thinking of it as Fortnite, like the one writer said, and, you know, just think of it more as a, a kind of never-ending game, like, say, Rocket League or World of Warships. Okay. That, but that wouldn't be bad. It was, like I said, it was the Fortnite thing that got me. Yeah, I think you're just too hung up on the word Fortnite. I am. Alright. Uh, trying to bring up the dock on my phone again because my phone went to sleep. Uh, the next thing we have... Psychonauts 2 has been delayed to 2021. No! Just make it good. Just make it good. Now, is this still coming to PlayStation 4? Yes. Or, or PlayStation 5? Yes. Although the article is mainly all Xbox headlines, as far as I know, it's still coming to PlayStation 4 yeah, and 5. Yeah, but it's going to be it's gonna be free on the Xbox Game Pass. So, Well, yeah, because it's a first-party game. A lot of people that will own both won't buy it because it'll, you know, it'll be free to them. All right, and the next thing we have, uh, I don't know who put this in the agenda. But I did. Samurai Jack, uh, uh, okay. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time has a release date and uh, it's been announced for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, uh, PC, and Nintendo Switch. I'm sorry, like the Skype overlay is messing up what I'm able to read. Uh, Where is that article The game from? will be released. IGN. Uh, this article, uh, the release date is August 21st, and we'll have a price point of $40. Yeah! Don't you remember Samurai Jack from back in the day? Well, we mentioned this Never game on our one show episode. before. We've talked about it. It's, I, I, oh. I, I n- never seen one episode of Samurai Jack. Oh my gosh. It is a much-beloved Cartoon Network classic from back in the day. It is. 
All right. Yeah, I mean, like this. I mean, the game looks really good. Didn't they bring on some of the original artists to um, work on it? I believe so. I believe uh, they also got the the uh, writers from the show. They also got all the voice actors. So I mean, it's I I believe I saw a comment somewhere. It's basically like an 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 episode of the show. Well, hopefully more than an episode. Hopefully it lasts more than twenty five minutes. Hopefully it's more well, like a season. Yeah. But. I'm excited because I've always liked Samurai Jack. Levi, do you like Samurai Jack? Never heard of it. Oh, you Thank should God. show so check it out if you like Cartoon Network stuff. I'll I'll put it on my list. <clears throat> that list is growing. All by right, the day. that is gonna. <laughs> All right, that is gonna bring us to the end of our topics, but we do still have our topic of the week. This is big news coming to Alex and Yield and Homer. Rocket League will become free to play in summer in this summer. This article is coming from IGN and it's an article written by Adam Bankhurst. Rocket League will it the also be free on PC. It's going free to play for everybody. Okay. Rocket League, the card-based soccer game that's seen over 75 million players since its launch in 2015. We'll be going free-to-play in 2020, and anyone who plays the game before it goes free-to-play will be rewarded with legacy status. Psyonix, the developer of Rocket League, announced that news today and revealed that the move to free-to-play will not only include major changes to tournaments and challenge systems, but will all also add cross-platform progression for players' inventory, rocket pass progress, a competitive rank, all by linking to an Epic Games account. Additionally, Rocket League will make its debut on the Epic Games Store when it officially goes free to play. This version will be identical to the others and will have cross-play with all platforms. Following the move to free to play, Rocket League will no longer be available to download on Steam for new players. Existing players on Steam and every existing platform for that matter will still get the full support for future updates and features. As for the legacy status, any player who has played Rocket League prior to its move to free to play will earn the following. All Rocket League branded DLC released before free-to-play. Established 20XX, meaning whatever year you decided to play. That that displays the year when the player started playing Rocket League. 200 plus common items upgraded to legacy quality. Golden Cosmos Boost. Yessi Oro Wheels. And a Huntress Player Banner. Furthermore, any player that has played Rocket League prior to today's announcement will receive the Faded Cosmos boost. This item and all the above will be awarded to the player's accounts when Rocket League goes free to play. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Alex and Yield, I'm going to leave this up to you. This is one of your favorite games. How do you feel about it finally going free to play? I think that it's a good sign and that, hey, you're not going to get a sequel. We're committing to this platform. It's a game as a service, as it has been all along. They've released a ton of great content through patches. You know, they do seasonal events, which are always great. They do uh, content patches where you get, like, new game modes, but also new stadiums, new cars. And a lot of the content has been free. Now, Yield, I did. I asked you on Twitter about if we were going to get the car packs, the DLC car packs, the paid-for car packs, but we definitely are not getting those. Those are going to stay. You're going to have to pay for those. But, yeah, I figured that those you would have to pay for, like your Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the hint was hold, Rocket League hold, hold, branded. Hold on, hold on. Didn't the article say you're going to get all that stuff for free? You get no, all no, the no, DLC Rocket packs. Yeah, so I think you're going to get... Uh, 
All it says all Rocket League branded DLC released be, before yeah, free to play. Yeah, but like the Micro Machine stuff and the Ecto One and the Jurassic Park Jeep, that's not Rocket League branded. That's licensed. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. But no, I mean, like, as I think that as a way to keep this game as a platform instead of a, like coming up with a sequel, if they need to go free to play, I'm fine with that. I mean, the game as a whole, I, I don't know if what that's going to do to events like if they start making it's like if they do the lantern festival again next year or they have the christmas event or a halloween event you know if it's like hey you have to pay for a lot of the items or you like you have to pay to participate in this or whatever like i I don't want them to like put too much like pay for stuff in there obviously you know since they're not like people aren't gonna be buying the game they're gonna have to make their money somehow but i want you still to be able to earn those some items through just playing the game I don't want everything to be locked behind paywalls, and that's always... I don't think Psyonix will do that, but there's always that concern of how much stuff is actually going to be behind a paywall when this goes free-to-play. I, I agree. I, I th- That's what keeps me coming back to Rocket League, is their events where, you know, hey, play it online. You know, like they just did their five-year... They did their fifth anniversary event for their fifth birthday, and, you know, you earned balloons that you could exchange for... I you know items for your car and stuff. So that's what keeps me coming back. And I, and I hope that when they go free to play that they still do that. You know they're still going to have the rocket pass because that seems to be pretty popular. That they may expand on it some more or have it more frequently since they go free to play. I'm wondering with this free to play though if they're set if if it's a setup for the 5 like Alex was saying, now we're not going to make a sequel. We are fully focused on Rocket League. So now for the 5, we don't have to, you know, remake the game for the 5. It's a free-to-download game. Well, the other that another concern that I have is advertising. Is advertising going to play a huge role in this? Because obviously, when you're going from match to match, or if you're getting into an online game, I don't want, like, a 30-second to minute-long advertisement popping up before I can jump back to the next game, you know? Well, this they do round of Rocket League I don't is think brought to you by Tide. Axe body spray. Well, I, well, I was, I, what I was just saying is, I, I think if they do it during the loading screen, then I, I don't see too much of a yeah, problem. Yeah, Rocket with that. League's loading screens aren't that bad. No, they're they're fine. All right. Uh, so let me pose this, uh, Levi. What do you what do you think about this? Have you, uh, are you a Rocket League person or? Uh, no, but I, I have decided decided yesterday, actually, that I am, as soon as it becomes free to play, I am going to try it for the first time, because it looks fun. Oh, it is. I, I When you first hear about it, you know, remote control cars playing soccer, you think that's just the dumbest thing in the world, but it's a blast. Tricky's afraid, See, I Tricky's playing... afraid to play, but it's a blast. No, no, I'm not afraid to play. I, I've been playing a lot he's lately. He's been playing. He's, he's posted pictures. Yeah, we and I'm and I'm videos. Stream, we, we, we and see. I'm streaming it as well. Um, but my my problem with Rocket League is when you're playing it with randoms, like you have a perfect shot lined up, and then some random on your own team will come and knock the ball out because they want to steal the goal. Yeah. Instead of just laying back and saying, "Hey, he's got a perfect line," but they want to try to. Be you know, be the superstar. Well, that unfortunately, that's unfortunately that happens when you play online. Yeah, that's going to happen in any team-based yeah. game like this. You know, yes, you're going to have people 
who will communicate and have headsets. No, but if I was in like a lot of people were just no, but if like, I was playing with you and if I was playing with you, Yield and Homer, I could say I got it. So Yield doesn't jump up and you know try to hog the shot. Is my point. Well, Yield's not really a shot hog. Is, is he usually jumps Randall? back into the goal and defends, and he'll come up once the well, ball okay. is in deep in enemy territory. Oh. But he, he's okay. not usually I, I one using, to just go after I was the ball using, completely. He, he's the, he's the tip-in guy. Oh, Alex, stop! <laughs> I was using Yield as an example. I know Yield is the goal. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm defending just, his honor. Uh, you don't need to defend his honor. He wasn't being dishonored. Yield, did you feel dishonored Absolutely. Oh, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, but uh, I've been streaming it a lot, and now, uh, as Alex and Yield alluded to earlier, Thursday nights, uh, the three of them, and then if I get a, a, a night off on a Thursday, I'm going to hop in with them as well. Uh, we're going to be streaming oh, it on Twitch. Oh, dear God, we're, uh, gonna have to we're all going to have to bring our A game to pick up Tricky Slack. Oh, please. I scored 11 goals in an online game. Uh, oh, oh please. The last time we played Rocket League, it was me, you, and Alex. And I believe it was against uh, Daryl. The Loop Brothers. The Loop Brothers. And all I remember is where did Yield come from? Yes, you, uh, you're very talented. You somehow they have the ability to shoot across the field and score a goal. <laughs> you got to make sure you uh, always have 100 boosts, Tricky. That's uh, the key. Multiple times well, I came from across the field and scored a goal. Just saying. Well, the good thing is, is that uh, the reason uh, this all started getting together is because I was talking with Homer because there is a new program out there uh, that automatically makes highlight videos. Because uh, you, uh, not yield. Uh, Homer was posted all his uh, goal shots, and he was having to post them individually, and he was having to record it from his PlayStation, upload it. This program, when you stream on Twitch, uh, automatically captures all the highlights. So. It captures every goal, every epic shot, every or epic save, every you know all the you know the good things. So, uh, ironically, as we were recording the show, I just got an email from the program stating that my highlight video is live. So next time you see the guys streaming on uh, Twitch or you see me streaming on Twitch, you'll be able to watch all the highlights. And I'm also going to post it up to our YouTube page so you can see my 11 goals in one game. You'll never do that again if you did it in the first place. I I, I got extremely lucky. I'm not going to lie. Well, I was going to say, was this a 15-minute game? You must have been playing 1v1. No, it was a four-on-four four game. And you scored 11 goals. 11 goals. I now, call shenanigans. Now, in five minutes. Fair, the six of the goals was uh, off the tip-off where... I was the first one to hit the ball, and I was I had a straight shot onto the goal, and they just didn't properly defend. So it was like took two seconds to score, you know, six of those goals. I knew there was a catch. I mean, there's still skill involved in getting to the the ball first, but also if the other team didn't charge in and go for the ball, it kind of makes it a lot easier. Oh no, they did charge in. I was just because I, I I have this trick, and I, it's hard to explain how to do it. When when you, uh, you you guys know Rockley, when you line up like directly center of your goal and the ball's in the middle, you know you're not being set up off, you know, 
off key. Like you're straight on the goal. Yeah. What happens is every, the, the two people in the middle, they charge the thing. And most times it's whoever gets the ball first. But if you jump slightly before you touch the ball, when they hit the ball, yeah, the ball actually back. goes in, bounces off of you and, and just like hoop shots right into the goal. But you have to time it perfectly. All right, so if anybody has anything else to say about Rocket League, we can close out the show. Are we doing listener questions? Uh, okay, we have listener questions. Listener questions! Uh, give me a second, let me get to my phone. Uh, I have to open up Facebook. Give me two seconds. Uh, okay, well, I posted a picture. Uh, no, okay. Take that out of the Here we go. List of questions. We have questions. Uh, Corey would like you guys to give your best Tricky Mick impression. I responded by Tim saying it's already been done, but he says we have new guests, so new impressions. Maybe we can make it a contest. So, Levi, give me your best Tricky Mick impression. All right. Uh, this will be one from about a month ago, and I just shook my head when I heard you say this. on. The I think show. we all know what's coming. He's like, you said, you said, ah, oh, Alex, I didn't, I didn't mean to skip you there. I didn't mean to skip your opinion. Hey, uh, how about this? Um, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette while you give your opinion on this game. <laughs> Wait, was Tricky not talking there? Right. Was that Levi? It, 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 that was me. Yeah. <laughs> well done, sir. All right, Alex, your best Tricky Bick impression. Oh man, I didn't I didn't plan for this. Um uh, Here, Yield go first. Let me prepare a little bit. Oh, Yields is already out there in forever when he uh did the Vita contest before he was officially a staff member. I what, what do you mean I got to wait 6 years for the last of his part 2? I I shouldn't have to wait two seconds. It's the greatest game made ever. It's the Last of Us is the best game series ever. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. Oh, and Yield, are you referencing when you called the sex hotline? Yes. Because that nobody will ever hear. Because because Donnie had the wrong number in the show, and yeah. If you want to go check out that episode, it's called Sex Line Voicemails. All right, and the next question comes from Matt Murray. Uh, it's a troll question, but he says, "How good is the Game Stuff podcast, and why is it the best podcast on the Proven Network?" Now we we've gotten this question before, but since Levi's on and Levi is an avid fan of the Game Stuff podcast, I think he should be the one to answer this. Hey, hey, Game Stuff has really stepped it up. Just in the, you know, probably 14, 15 months I've been listening to them. At the beginning, it was good. You know, it was good. I like listening to them. Love, love Kalai and, uh, you know, the guys. But it's like the past six to eight months, they've really stepped it up. And I know we joke around and call them the flagship. But they really are, uh, they really are strong now. They're a, they're a legitimate uh competitor for the flagship these days they're running right with you guys uh, all jokes aside they they are awesome you do realize there is no competition for the flagship because flagship basically means it it was the first and uh known podcast of the thing 
they can be they can have a better show, but they will never be the flagship show. I mean, they can be the flagship. Like if if they would overtake Trophy Whores, and like they were the number one show on the podcast on the the network, then the, they can the only way be they become the flagship show is if we stop recording. That's the only way they become the flagship is if we just retire Trophy Horse. All right, so Yield, why is game stuff better than us? They're not. Uh, I like that answer. I, I, I really expect you to go. I've, <laughs> I've never heard an episode of their game stuff. <laughs> Here you are pimping game All stuff right. every week, and you haven't even listened to an episode. Yeah. What, no, no, what, I was talking. No, no, I was talking that Yield was going to say that. No, because we know how you and Yield don't listen to podcasts. Well, no, well, I don't. don't. Well, I do listen to podcasts, just not ours. <laughs> because every other week when I edit, Gee, I thanks. listen to it twice. I hope you're still downloading it every week. Nah. <laughs> I'm not going to shamelessly inflate our podcast numbers. All right. Let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Uh, Alex, start us off, sir. Give a shout-out to the fans, the fuel to the fire of those trophy hours. Thank you guys for every for listening every week or as often as you can. We appreciate your time. Time is precious. And, you know, we cannot thank you enough for pushing the trophy horse to the current status and to even greater heights. Because without you all, the show is just nothing. Give a shout-out to Tricky and Yield for recording late on this Monday night. We're recording a day later, so if, if Tricky doesn't get the edit out and you know on Wednesday, don't give him too much shit. Uh, also, give a shout-out to Levi. Levi tried to... Uh, we tried to record last night. It didn't happen. Technical difficulties, but... Levi here, dedicating another night to Trophy Horse. So, thank you, Levi. Uh, and this this is your first show with us, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Well, first and last. Now, we'll have to have you for many more. <laughs> Tricky doesn't show up to record every week, so we can sneak in when he's not here. Uh, just glad I, I'm the most here. consistent host on this oh, show. Excuse me? I am the most consistent person Consistently on the show. Consistently full I'm of bullshit. I'm literally at work right now recording to make sure this show is done and out. I'm dedicating my work night to recording the show wait, 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 and night? dedicating tomorrow's work did, night did, to editing the show. Dedicated his hold work time night. You said hold before on, you stopped here. playing The Last of Us Part 2 to record the show, so you weren't doing too much work. Let me wipe this tear I stopped off. playing I The Last of Us 2 at work to record this show. Hold on. Let me, let me point something out. <laughs> Levi, wasn't the point of you and Daryl trying to record me last night because Tricky wasn't going to be on last night? Uh, that, that is correct. I will confirm okay. that. Okay. Right. And what, and what happened? When the show went awry, Tricky stepped up and dedicated his Last of Us 2 playing time that he was doing at work to record a podcast. Again, doesn't seem like you're doing much work, but also Yield is here during his video game time too, and Levi is here with a second night for us, dedicating his second night to try and Tricky, get a show out. Are you guys uh, are you guys hiring up there in New York? Yeah, how would you like to get Absolutely. paid lots of money to uh, play video games? <laughs> that would be my dream job. <laughs> yeah, but but to be fair, Levi, I've gotten uh, seniority on the job, so I'm able to do this while all the new uh, the F and Gs in the you know. Uh, a term you're pretty sure um, you're aware of yeah, in, the, see, in the construction industry. Well, here's the thing: uh, they're 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 out sweeping the streets and you know 
picking up garbage right now while I'm sitting here in a nice air-conditioned room playing uh, The Last of Us and recording the podcast. Hey, Levi, do you know how Tricky got so much hey, seniority it, working for the ta- sanitation services in New York? Because he's so full of I shit. I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Get that platinum, Tricky. Come on, get The Last of Us platinum. As soon as you shut the fuck up and I can end, hey. uh, end, end the show, hey. I'll go get it. You want to know who has The Last of Us 2 Platinum already? Not you. Well, no, not me, but you want to know who does? Alex. Donnie. I was going to say, yeah, I think Alex has got so it. Does Donnie has so it too? Donnie has it too. Oh. So, so uh, hey, you know so, what? So, you want to know what? Tricky lost. I, I got a beef with you, Yield. Yeah, everybody's got a beef How with you. How are you starting Ghost before you fit, before you start The Last of Us? Because I said from the get-go, as I've got closer to The Last of Us, that I just really wasn't as hyped as everybody else was, and I was just going to wait and get Ghost. I would much rather have had Ghost than Last of Us. Anyway. Uh, Alex, are you done with your shout-outs? I, I oh, I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to my awesome girlfriend, Ashley, who's in the other room watching Gilmore Girls on Netflix. I love you, honey. Thank you for making a delicious dinner and for... Uh, being so active and, and willing to let me just have this past weekend to play pretty much Pokemon Go all weekend because it was Pokemon Go Fest 2020. Yeah, well, tell Ashley uh, her Amazon Prime is up. Well, I'll tell her to listen to this show so we can get another download. So uh, she'll hear it now. <laughs> that, that too. Uh, yield your shout-out, sir. So, a shout-out to the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Thank you for downloading, listening, doing all the awesome things that you do. Shout-out to Tricky and Alex for recording tonight. I know that it was an extremely strain for Tricky to record tonight. So, thank you, sir, for cramming us into your busy work schedule. A shout-out for <laughs> Levi for showing up. That was all sarcasm, by the way, if you couldn't tell. Shout-out to Levi showing up and being on the show tonight and that'll do me levi your shout out sir well i i do appreciate it guys and uh i'm gonna just give a shout out to the big four uh the big four podcasts that i follow that would be you guys the game stuff the loot bros and the push to plat uh you guys have taken a significant percentage of my entertainment time these days i love every minute of listening to the show so uh keep cranking them out and uh keep getting keep getting it out there and i i hope you all blow up and uh all make a living doing this i want to give uh, levi a little dlc credit because last night i you know i I felt really bad because i feel like we got 45 minutes in and or at least 45 minutes past seven and uh you know, we had to scrap everything, and like I felt really bad because like Daryl and Levi, it's like, man, I feel like I wasted your time. But Levi was incredibly good sport about it, and he was just, you know, mentioning how, you know, how much he enjoyed just being invited to be on the show. So again, big shout out to Levi for uh, for dedicating oh. so much time to be on the show. And don't forget to mention Levi that the best competition that you've got going on right now. Uh, I was oh my be legit. Be legit. <laughs> Side quest challenge. You mean yes? You mean the B bullshit yes. challenge? No, no, it's the B hey, legit. If, Don't if, hate, cause you can't compete. Uh, hey, if wait, wait, Levi, what you, place am I in right now? Uh, you're in the. And what place am I? Thank you. Okay, and where am I at? Uh, you're a click above. Oh. I think you're four. 
Yeah, I think Tricky's Two five and you're four. Two words for you, Tricky. But uh, yeah, Suck if it. if you if you are tired of seeing the backlog beat down, getting crushed by all these rat ass <laughs> one hour video games, and and you want to play with the big boys, uh, step over to the B legit and uh, hang with the big boys uh, like uh, Yield and and Tricky and myself and CJ Darrell's even stepping it up. You got McCall, so. Yeah, d- dive in eight hours plus on how long to beat, and uh, send me your scores. I- I'm looking up the be legit right, uh, thing right now. See, Tricky's calling. Tricky's calling. And I, I could be wrong, and I don't have it right in front of me. I- I'm bringing. I'm bringing up the picture right now. Uh, but uh, Yield Yield stepped in and has really. Uh, he's he's taken off. Now this month hasn't been no. too good, but yes, I had a really good couple of months. Okay, the last time you posted the, the scores, it was July 1st. Uh, I'm, That's right. I'm not going to go in order, although, cause, uh, but I'm just going to say everybody's points. James McCall currently has 20. Levi has 19. T-Bird has 7. Uh, JT has 18. Gareth Davis has 10. CJ has 14. Uh, Zach Leeford has 5. Daryl has 5. Uh, Derek has one. The Kraken, which is me, is seven. And Yield, do you know how many you have? No, I don't. How many do I have? Take a guess. Well, it's more than seven. I know that because I did almost eight one month. Uh, I think I think Yield is at eight or nine. Yield is actually at twelve. Ooh. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Yield got. Yield. Yield is up there. Yield got three points in March. One in April. Five in May and three in June. I got one in January, three in February, one in March, one in April, one in May. And although this picture is not accurate, I should have one in June as well. Now, Zach Ledford, just so you know, has made the bold claim that he is going to break JT's single month record of 10 uh, we've, we've broke we've broke every record for three months straight that's the individual record and the group record and we hope to beat it again but uh, Ledford said he's going to break the record of 10 and, and put down like 12 Man. plus so I, I hope wow, he makes did, good on that I did but that's, eight. that's a yeah, lot of I games did eight man. one month and that was a couple of of games that no, didn't count you did five no, in one no, month the most you've done is five no, no you no, I, you did six. He, uh, Yield's yeah. record was six. He I, had, I, I had six. He finished eight games, but, but yeah, six were, six were legit, legit. And that was the standing B legit uh, record. Looking at your picture right now, the best month Yield has was May, and that was five. On your own picture well, that then, you posted. Oh, that's right. It was CJ that got yeah. six that month. CJ and Yield broke the record together. But Yield did beat like I had, eight yeah, games. I, I had eight uh, games, yeah. but only five counted. Yeah. Which I knew Which I knew and that three right. and five that's wouldn't right. count. And I'm missing a point, yeah, by but, the way, just so you know. Well, I don't update them until the end of the month. I don't go and add them in there. But mm-hmm. if I am missing anything, let me know. Uh, the new Be Legit scores will be out Sunday. And uh, hopefully we break the record. So you'll again. post, right, you'll so post that be- thread what this weekend to post in there what we beat. Yeah, I'll I'll throw that thread up probably okay. Wednesday or Thursday. Actually, I'm missing. I'm I'm actually missing two points. Oh gee, here, here it goes. Look at him. Look at him, Levi. Well, He's see, trying to tricky. throw extra points in because he can't stand to get beat by no. me. No. 
No, you you still got me beat by three, but he's missing two points, and it's actually in the uh, the comments where I corrected him because he didn't give me points for AC Odyssey or The Last of Us Two. Well, Tricky always does this thing where he's like, "Oh, I can't talk about it right now, so I can't claim it." So next month, I'll tell you. And then the next month, he fusses because I don't have the games he finished the month no, no, before. No. I'm like, dude, no, no. What? You said you couldn't talk about it. Hold on, hold on. You're, you're miss. You're, you're miss. You're combining two conversations. There are. If I could talk about the games that I played, I would be so far ahead in the Be Legit countdown, but I can't talk about them, therefore I can't get points for them. That's fine. That's fair. That's first world problems. What you're talking about is I didn't post to you that I got these points. I posted in the back like beatdown, figuring you would just see that and add it in. I had to no, remind you I, I don't. I don't keep up with this like Kalai does. Go ahead and throw them in there, but at the end of the month, you just seem to to, to fail to understand this concept. But at the end of the month, I put up a thread. Here's the bullshit. And just like Yield does, you go into the thread, tell me your score, tell me your games, and I added, I'm not going to watch everybody's every post and update this thread twice a day. At the end of the month, I update the Yeah, that's because you just don't want to play along, because I was doing that. And Levi explained, I'm not going to, if you can do that, that's fine, but I'll probably miss it. So wait until the end of the month and post it in the one thread. I'm like, okay. So that's what I do. I keep track of what I finished. And I want to give a shout out to all our listeners. Shout out to Levi for coming on the show and spewing his bullshit and getting his 15 minutes of fame with the trophy whores. I love you, Levi. (laughs) Give a shout out to Alex, who's gotten quiet during this whole time. And uh, hasn't tried to really. uh, Well, I'm I'm not part of of these uh, contests because I'm over here earning like. Uh, two platinums a year. I'm beating like how many games have I beaten in the past year? We talked about it last week. I think it was where on my PlayStation Trophy like list, I've been playing some Rocket League, of course. But uh, like since last year in May, the the five games that I have like updated are uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, Street Rage Four, Last of Us Part Two. I'm so glad my shoutouts got interrupted. All right, go go ahead. Go. I was explaining more. why I was silenced because I have no. You know, shout out race. to Yield for coming on the show. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to Sweet Mama D. Shout out to the goddess. Thank you. And if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Tricky lost. Later. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs>